joined here by Kevin Sullivan. You know him from his work in WCW uh, down in Florida. Now you're on the airwaves with adfreeshows.com. You have Tuesdays with the Taskmaster. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, my friend? Good. Uh, the Taskmaster. It was it was a, a fun character that was part of your wrestling career. Uh, obviously, part of the inspiration for the show's name. But uh, I always got like a Masters of the Universe, like almost like a He-Man vibe from that. Yeah. Uh, any any truth to that? Like, can you talk about what the inspiration for that was? Well. At that period of time, wrestling was going through a major change. The NWO, uh, the younger guys on the card, the luchadors. I mean, it was completely headed a different way. Hulk had his friends. And he wanted them to be used on TV. So I decided I was booking that rather than putting in its singles because the style was completely different than what was happening hmm. now in wrestling or then in wrestling. I thought putting them all together in one segment helps him because I wanted him to turn heel about six months when he got there. Mm-hmm. Wanted to get, gain his trust. He was used to somebody. I kind of filled the void of Bobby Heaton ending Hulkamania and me saying, he's not who you think he is. So lumping us all together gave a little bit of comedy to the show. And it's funny, people hated it at first. But now when I go to conventions, that's all they want to talk about. Now that they've grown up, they loved it mm. as kids and masters of the universe. Yeah, I, I did it so probably subconsciously because I used to watch it, you know, the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah, he was so over the top. Say your prayers, take your vitamins, you know that I had to go the other way. And I'm sure some of that rubbed off on me. And I mean, we were actually, you're watching all this great wrestling from the luchadors to the cruiserweights, to the NWO, to the four horsemen. It gave a little bit of levity to the show. Mm -hmm. It attracted the young kids who still believed in Hogan. And that's why we ended up doing it. He's the one that named me Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that uh, the perception about the whole thing has changed because it was a little cheesy. Like I, I always thought it was supposed to be like, uh, if you even like, remember, like I, I think you guys were on Baywatch too. Yes. Like the yeah. whole thing was very soap opera like. So I always got that from the start, but uh you are right. Like people now they're like, oh yeah, I remember that. Like, remember all yeah. these different characters? Like it's like more fondly remembered now. 
Yes, it is. And the crazy thing is, you know, you you as time has gone by, you you figured out what it was for. And I think the people that come up to me and talk about it and they liked it, they mm -hmm. kind of got it too. It was a wink, wink. Hulk Hogan, you know, he's going to defeat 20 guys. And, uh, you know, stuck his hand in the water when he came to the cave. Oh, that's cold. We didn't even cut it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, so, I mean, think about that. Here we have the NWO with ball bats coming into Orlando, darting Ray Mysterio into the trailer. Ric Flair and the Horsemen doing wrestling and violence. The young guys, the cruiserweights, putting on these magnificent matches. The luchadors who hadn't been seen. And I got the luchadors from Conan. I knew Conan. And I knew what kind of business they were doing in Mexico. Mm -hmm. But I went to him. I was in Denver, and the show we had in Denver was sold out. And I looked out the audience, and I saw about six Mexican flags. And I didn't think they went. Uh, this is uh, probably shouldn't be saying it in this day and time, but I didn't realize they, the, the Hispanics were going north. They ended up going to Charlotte. And I said, we're missing a whole segment of the audience here. So I went to Conan and uh, I said to him, can you help me out here? He, he deserves a lot of credit. He gave me Ray, the first one. What can I say after you see Ray? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then I got Hoovy, and then I got Lopaka and just a host of other guys. So I try to do it like a circus. If you don't like the tightrope walkers, hold on, because the clown car is going to come later on. We were the clown car. If And then you had the acrobats. Mm -hmm. Then you had, at the end of the show, Gunther Gabriel Williams, he had the violence. He'd open the lion's mouth and stick his head into it. So we try to give a little bit of everything that we possibly could to keep a whole, to make it almost like a family could watch it and enjoy it together. Mm -hmm. The kids could enjoy the Dungeon of Doom. The uh, uh, older kids in late high school and, and uh, college were wearing suits like the Four Horsemen. Then the dungeon, uh, not the dungeon, but the NWO, they were my best heels and they were also my best baby faces. Mm -hmm. You know, the people uh, were just attracted to it. I've, you know, and the closest thing, and I actually think it's the greatest angle I've ever seen, is the bloodline. Because when we had the NWO, we were slaughtering baby faces. The bloodline 
they made baby faces. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, the year before, was putting over uh, Johnny Knoxville in a comedy match. Look how far he came. Kevin Owens. Uh, Cody. I mean, they made baby faces also. You know, when he, he everybody was calling for, they thought Cody was going to win the title in WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Well, it took three of them to beat him. So he had a bitch. And he ended up beating, uh, he, he ended up beating Brock in a three series match that mm-hmm. made him. And they've been on a roll ever since then. And now Judgment Day, it looks like they're falling, going to follow along with it. And I pro- I'm probably uh, going to be wrong in this, but I could see them fighting against each other, you know, like the horsemen in the NWO. But do you know what the, the horsemen, the bloodline, and the NWO have in common? I want to, no, I want to say like a generational thing with the people in it, but I don't, I'm not thinking of the obvious or. Yeah. Nobody does. Nobody's ever got this question. There was only four guys in the group and each had a great manager, the manager of his time, you know, and then the NWO I think splinted when we started just passing off t-shirts. Mm-hmm. I think we never should have gone past six pack, Hulk, uh, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash. And the one that was very, very important, think about this. Six pack was like at the bottom of the ladder for the people, but he was the guy the fans knew they could beat him up. He was a snotty-nosed little kid. Mm-hmm. He's in two Hall of Fames for two different groups, DX and NWO. Mm-hmm. He was very, very important. But, again, like I said, they had J.J. Dillon for the Horsemen. The, uh, and they had Eric for the NWO. And then they had Paulie for the bloodline. I think that's a perfect number because once you start expanding, your eyes can't take in 30 guys with black and white T-shirts on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I think that right now, wrestling is as hot as it's ever been. In fact, I think it's hotter. When AEW drew that 81,000 people. Hmm. Didn't the tickets sales, they sold over 70,000 without announcing a match? Yep. That's pretty phenomenal. Pretty phenomenal. I I brought up the Baywatch clip. Like, I'm sure people have sent it to you or you've seen them. Like, they show, like, there's the one of, like, the three of you and like rubbing the hands it's like you yeah. flair and vader when you guys did that did you know like how like how big the show was at the time or really like how 
much of a pop culture thing the show really was because res- wrestling is its own bubble. But then like you're talking, I think 24 years later or however long it's been like that show's still on in syndication in some countries. I know it's on, I think on Amazon or somewhere because I've seen it on TV like this month. Yeah. Uh, I try to keep up with pop culture. I try to keep up with music. Uh, I try to keep up with the hot book that comes out. Because if you don't, you stay in that bubble. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the more you know about what's hot, you can almost maybe transfer that into a angle or, or something whether the guy is uh turns out to be a villain that's a singer like a bunch of them went to prison right uh so maybe you can play on that that the like lex luger i think lex was the hottest when he was being two-faced with sting remember mm-hmm. he'd, he'd be talking out of his one side of his mouth, and Sting would come down and he'd turn it. Yeah, buddy, whatever you think, whatever you think. I think it was uh they got a lot of mileage out of that because I remember there was the the time I don't remember the exact year, but I remember it was when WCW was at Disney World because I actually right. went to one of the tapings and it was like they were trying to make it look like Lex turned on him again and he actually didn't, and it was all set up, but it was like playing off of that dynamic the whole time, which made it even better. Right. And, I, rem- uh, I remember, uh, sorry. Um, I remember there was a limo that showed up and there was like a bouquet of flowers and like Lex and the Macho Man were out there and it was a fake sting. And it was like the whole show, it was just like, yeah, you know, Lex is in on it. He's in on it. And then at the last second, you're like, no, he's not. You got, you know, like you got duped. So I always remember that one. That was a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, And he played that role to the hilt. You know, I mean, that was. And for him, who was so staunch on his interviews, pointing the finger, he always had his finger up. It was a real transgression for him to play the two-faced guy. And he did it well. Mm -hmm. Uh, we we're kind of talking about pop culture. This sort of fits my next question, but uh, the Dungeon of Doom had Kamala, Ming, uh, the Giant, and then you had uh, Zodiac, which was Brutus Beefcake. But uh, are there any current people that you think would make a good fit in the Dungeon of Doom? Somebody that you'd be, maybe take under your wing? Well, the House of Black. You know, you could really make it a lot more edgier with that group. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing a hell of a job. I uh, really appreciate the work that they do. And they would have made the dungeon much more serious. And you could see if you had put them in there, there could have been a great divide where, you know, master and pupil 
Mm -hmm. I think that would have worked and it would have gotten them over where they could have worked with anybody, whether it was the NWO or Luger and uh, Sting. If they could have worked with anybody. Uh, Tuesdays with the Taskmaster is the show. Uh, You guys can check it out on adfreeshows.com. I saw you recently talked about this. Uh, You created Goldberg, the character, and the way that you put it was you figured out how to get him over until he was a little better in the ring. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. I would encourage people to check out the full episode, but you basically said if he did interviews, he'd be compared to Steve Austin and that was a bad thing. But if you focused on what he did in the ring, he looked like Austin, but you couldn't compare that. So, and you mentioned you wanted Hulk to turn too. Right. Are there any other characters from WCW or maybe like gimmicks that you, that you want credit for that maybe not, they're not as noted as those two? Well, I think that I was there when the NWO came in. That was Eric's idea. He did a magnificent job. And you got to remember, at this time, he was learning on the job, much like Tony Khan. The thing I go with is heat. So the NWO, I gave him all the heat I possibly can. One day... The day we did the thing with the darts with uh, Ray, do you remember they had ball bats and they were hitting guys with bats? Mm-hmm. Well, that's when we had uh, uh, procedures. There was a guy from the North Tower where he would look over, ask me what I was doing, and I said, uh, he, he said, you can't use bats, you know, mm-hmm. those weapons. So I went and got Kevin and and Scott, and I said, whatever you do, do not use the ball bats. I want to make that perfectly clear. <laughs> I told you, don't use the ball bats. You got it? They said, yes, we got it. We will not use the ball bats. I thought you have two guys that came over the more vicious they were. And the thing they had in common was people remember the shit gimmicks they had when they were with WCW. So it fit in perfectly. And then when Hulk turned, the people were turning Hulk anyway. By that time, he, minimum he was half heel, and it wouldn't take much but a little shove. That was the biggest turn in the history of the wrestling business. So I went with as much heat as I possibly could. And then on the other hand, with Bill Goldberg, I I saw what he could bring to the table, but I knew he was limited. But what I did was I put him in short black boots, no socks, Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. black black tights, no ring jacket, a la Mike Tyson. Uh, and the day he got beat, I really, really, my finish was, rather than the cattle prod and 12 people running down, I wanted 
Bill to uh, whip Kevin into the corner, go for his charge, Kevin move out of the way, Bill hit the post, come back out, Kevin give him a big boot and give him the power bomb and beat him one, two, three. What I wanted that because he had won clean all the time. I wanted him to lose clean. It's like when um, Mike Tyson went over and fought Douglas. Nobody thought he had a chance, Douglas. But Mike got knocked out, and it was clean knockout. It wasn't a referee's decision or a, a split decision by the a referee and two, two judges. I wanted him to lose clean. Then mm -hmm. I think we could have had a great trilogy with them. And at the thing that they were against was they were NWO for life. So they would be there to make sure that they got the championship. Mm -hmm. That was their thinking. And you can't say anybody was right or wrong, but I thought he should have lost clean. And I think because the funny thing is, Someone mentioned this to me, and I went back and watched it just recently. When Kevin won, half the audience jumped up and cheered. And I was thinking, well, Bill has ran his course. You have to lose sometime. But I didn't want to take any of his believability away from him because it was hard for me to see him get cattle prod. They, they fought the Atlanta Falcons off, the cops. But who's to say who's right or wrong? You know, we turn to page 40 in the booking book and, oh, that's what we're supposed to do. So. I, I'm going to, I'm going to agree that that would have been better. I mean, we do remember the cattle prod, but it's for the wrong reasons. So uh, I just saw this, uh, 90s wrestling con you were just announced for uh, yeah. I know Tommy I've worked with him over the past couple of years um, with different stuff I've actually been to one of his conventions so that's going to be real fun I think it's September 30th uh, it's in New Jersey if anybody wants to check it out any other appearances you're making or you want to talk about that one what, what to look forward to I'm looking forward to that one uh, I just came back from a signing in Utah, Salt Lake City. I'm going to, uh, uh, outside of Atlanta, I'm going to Roswell for a signing. I, I stay pretty busy. Mm -hmm. Two to three times a month I go out. I live on an island, so mm -hmm. it's good to get out <laughs> into the real world. Uh, September 30th, it's... 90s Wrestling Con, Rockaway Town Square Mall. If anybody wants to check it out, 90swrestlingcon.com. Uh, check out Tuesdays with the Taskmaster on adfreeshows.com. Uh, Kevin, thank you very much for your time. It's been a blast getting to catch up with you. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go to 90s Wrestling Con. Oh, if I do, do, if I please do, please I will do. say I'd hello. Like to meet you in person. 
I would love it. Uh, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Can I plug one other thing? Yeah, absolutely. I have a T-shirt, Taskmaster T-shirts. I'd like you to look at people look at know where they can get it. And then there's also a book. I didn't write this book. But this book is historical fiction. The names have been changed. Mm -hmm. But it starts back in 1948 in New York. And then it, supposedly there's going to be two more. But you can figure out who the characters are because, you know, just the names have been changed to protect the innocent. I really enjoyed this book. So mm -hmm. if you get a chance, it's on Amazon. Pick it up. Can you hold it up a little higher? Okay, there we go. Old school. Old school. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it talks about the inside of the business, how, well, how uh, it was vicious back then. Uh, I'll give you an example. Jim Barnett owned part of Chicago, which was NWA, we're mm -hmm. But he also ran opposition against the NWA at the same time. You know, he just put a, someone else's mm -hmm. name on the dotted line. So it's very interesting how everybody was fighting, even though they had their own territories. Even back then, you know, I remember as a, a, looking at a, a YouTube thing where it showed uh, Chicago, Meadow, uh, Marigold Arena, and it had that little sticker on it as seen on TV mm -hmm. because they did these interviews about these guys going from Chicago to, they were going to San Francisco, I believe, and underneath there was that little red sticker as seen on TV. So... Were those guys just putting that up there or was it them trying to launch to go someplace else? Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to check that book out. That, seemed, that seems like something I, I would really like to enjoy. Uh, and it said book one. So like you said, if there's, if there's more of them, uh, I'll have to check that out. And then like you said, uh, Taskmaster t-shirts, check it out on ad-free shows. Check out the show Tuesdays with the Taskmaster on adfreeshows.com. Uh, thank you again. Thank you very uh, much. I really enjoyed it. And I, I hope to see you in Jersey. I, I will try to make it there. Have a good afternoon. You too, my friend.